Hi friends, welcome to Womankind. I'm here with my guest today, Alexa Zappia. And Alexa is a guest who saw a need to build bridges in the world because people lately have been having trouble with the differences that we have. So um, in her attempt to unify, she created Rocks of Unity. So tell us a little bit about what Rocks of Unity is, Alexa. So Rocks of Unity is a philanthropic kindness initiative which uses dialogue and art to speak out against hate and intolerance using kindness and acceptance. So who is your target audience? So it's a workshop, correct? It's a workshop, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. What, who is your target audience for the workshop? Honestly, anyone of any demographic, and I think that's the beauty behind Rocks of Unity, is that it's not geared towards one specific um, group of people. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're, um, what your race is, your beliefs, your values... Um, your sexual orientation, whatever. Um, the way you look, it doesn't matter. It's It bridges the gap between all of those individuals. So it's something that anyone can participate yes, in. Yes, anyone. <laughs> yeah. So whatever details you can give us without giving away too much, tell us what would happen with Rocks of Unity. Yeah, so basically I go into different community centers and we basically hold a conversation and a dialogue within the group um, of the importance of difference. And then we use that dialogue to create um, a piece of art out of rocks to do so. And I think it's, you know, pretty important to think about why I chose rocks, because a lot of people ask me, like, you could have chose anything. Like, why is is it a rock? But um, to me, I wanted to do something that was a little bit more symbolic. Mm -hmm. So I think that with rocks, you, you can have, you know, any type of rock, whether that's limestone or whatever um and they're all classified under the same label but when you look at them they're all different and I think that's really analogous to people in that um you know you could be classified as one group but then you know you're all different within that group so Rocks of Unity takes different groups of people and brings them together so things that don't naturally come together and brings them together and makes something beautiful out of that. I love that, and I love the symbolic meaning <laughs> behind you. it. I that try. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that really adds another layer to it Thank that you. can bring people together. Um, so why did you start Rocks of Unity? How was it born? So there's a little bit of a backstory and then kind of um, our present day as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I was very close with a woman named Susan who ended up passing away unexpectedly when I was 12 years old. And so I looked to her as a mentor figure Um, my entire life and her passing you know left me at a loss for words it really did especially that young at 12 right that's Um, a a huge loss yeah such a young age especially unexpectedly too I mean you couldn't have planned it Mm -hmm. so I wanted to carry on her legacy so at 12 years old to now at 21 um, I've wanted to carry on her legacy and do what I could um, to go into communities just like she, she did so she was all about you know, the coexistence and the cross-cultural dialogue um, and going into different communities that may have not naturally come together, um, but coming together with her presence. And so I wanted to do the same and emulate those values as well. Um, So since I was 12 years old, I started volunteering at many different communities. And um, now, present day, I've seen, you know, where our world is today um, and that there's just been a lot of intolerance of others based on our differences. And how do we respond to that intolerance? I think it's more important. You know, you could respond by adding even more intolerance to the fire, or you can respond 
um, positively with kindness. And so I wanted to take the influence that I had with Susan and um, what is going on currently within the world and mash them together and make something that could potentially um, change the world. And Rocks and Unity was with what after that. So, <laughs> Well, that's an amazing story. I mean, many people experience trauma, but in this case, you experienced a trauma and something beautiful was born out of it. And that's really, you know, taking a bad situation and, and turning it around to help other people through your experience, <laughs> which Thank is you. really valuable. Thank you. Um, We've already talked about who it's for. It's for anybody and everybody, yeah. which I love that message. Um, what is the ultimate goal then of Rocks of Unity? I think it's to spread it as wide as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And it started here in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Buffalo is my hometown. I will always be a Buffalonian. Mm -hmm. um, so it started here in Buffalo and it's gone. It started at one school and I thought, okay, mm -hmm. that's where it's going to go. It's just one school. It's a program mm -hmm. I'm going to do. Got jokes on me. That did not, that was not at all what happened. So what is the farthest so, reach for Rocks of Unity? Um, well, so I started, like I said, at one school, and then I started going um, to different communities, also in Rochester. Um, I went to a collegiate level as well um, at St. John Fisher College, and we made uh, actually one of the most historic events on our campus. And 700 people came together on one night, Wow, and that's yeah, a lot of people. It was a lot. It was overwhelming. I cried at the end. I was, oh, like, no. I was like, oh my God, this actually happened. Um, anyway, 700 people came together on one night and decorated rocks. And then we put those rocks into panels, long, like very long panels, and injected them with concrete. Oh, wow. And yeah, and we actually hung those um, panels permanently on the library wall outside. So it is actually the most central point on campus and it's a fisher tradition from now moving forward. Um, so there's that. Um, I've also branched out on social media. So on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Rocks of Unity. Um, and I post a daily dose of kindness every day on social media to, um, to basically spread positivity. And because I think that there's a lot with, um, you know, intolerance on social media especially mm -hmm. and if you look through your feed at least my feed a lot of the recent news stories were filled with intolerance and hate and stuff like that and what I wanted to do was guarantee that people had one positive thing in their day so you know I get up very early in the morning <laughs> so um, the first thing I do is on all three of those social media platforms um, I post a daily dose of kindness and um, you know just to basically people Obviously, in this day and age, the first thing they do, or at least me, um, is check their phone in the morning. So hopefully they see that daily dose of kindness and it transfers to their everyday. Um, so those daily doses of kindness have been shared by celebrities um, and people from all over the world, um, both within the U.S. and outside. Um, so Indonesia and Sweden and I, I know everywhere in Europe and here in the U.S. Um, and then those people like it and repost it and post their own daily doses of kindness. Um, I also looked to, you know, see where I could branch from there. So I started a spinoff called Rocks of Unity Rockstars, mm -hmm. which um, I'm working with celebrities right now. So um, I send them, they I either contact them or they contact me um, to see how they can help. And I send them a rock kit. And they make rocks and send them back to me. And then I take those celebrity decorated rocks and put them in community gardens so you can't tell which ones are 
um, celebrity-based and which ones aren't because I think that, you know, Rocks of Unity is specifically geared, it's not specifically specifically geared towards anyone. Um, so those are human values, kindness, acceptance, diversity, and it doesn't matter if you have social status or you don't. Um, so Teresa Caputo, The Long Island Medium, has participated. Um, Jacqueline Larita from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, David Boreanis from Bones and now SEAL Team. Um, Elton John has responded to this. Paula Abdul, um, Kristen Chenoweth, um, the producers of Glee. So it's grown from there. Wow, that's, and then, that's a lot of yeah, attention. That's amazing. It is. And then recently I just um, shot a segment for Harry Connick Jr.'s talk show. Um, which will air in the spring, and oh, okay. yeah, it will air in the spring. You'll have to let us know. When I will let you know. <laughs> I will let you know when I hear an air date. Um, but it will air in the spring, and he was a huge supporter of Rocks of Unity, and it's such an honor to be on like a nationally syndicated show, especially that well known. Um, but I could have gone on any talk show to promote what I do. That's one thing. But I think it's different going on a talk show. Um, like that and promoting what you do because the celebrity believes in what you do mm -hmm. and Harry believed in what I did from the start and continues to believe in what I do um, so that's kind of the reach so far and it grows every week and it's just I'm still shocked like I'm still shocked but I'm still the humble me that's from Buffalo and will always remember where my roots are well, I don't think it's a difficult message to get behind and <laughs> I think that you. makes it easy to support it which is Great. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell our listeners where exactly on social media they can find you? Mm -hmm. So on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram under Rocks of Unity. Um, and you can just follow for updates and for daily doses of kindness as well. Um, you can also email Rocks of Unity at um, rocksofunity at gmail.com. And also I have a website with more um, information and details and stuff like that and media appearances and on people getting involved. So um, that's www.rocksofunity.com. We'll say that again and again so yes. people know where okay. to find you. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> so, from, so how long has Rocks of Unity been a thing? Um, nine months. Nine months, wow. <laughs> yes, nine months. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, and in those nine months, what changes have you seen any changes as a result of Rocks of Unity and what are those changes that you may have seen even just a moment in one of your workshops mm -hmm. um I actually have two stories that I love to tell everywhere I go because they're the two you know it depends on where I go but you know we get different stories out of out of every um, organization I go to but these will always remain um the two that are closest to my heart um so I was in a second grade classroom and this little boy, so cute, um, came up to me with a $100 bill on his rock. And I had no idea what that had to do with, honestly, anything. Um, so I asked him to explain to me what he put on his rock and why. And he said, well, you said I can do it on my values, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I understand I have a lot of toys. But I also understand that there are kids who don't have as many toys as I do. So if I meet kids like that, I would give them my rock because it's worth $100, and they can buy. I know, right? That's so sweet. I know. For anyone who didn't see Kelsey's face just Yeah, that was, that was my I'm about to cry yeah, face. Yeah, I know. When he told me that, too, I was like, oh, my God, hold on tears. Um, so that they can buy uh, whatever toys that they want to and make them happy as well. Um, and another was in a fourth-grade classroom, and we were going around and sharing what we put on our rocks. 
and this one girl was the last to go. She at first really didn't want to go, so she passed. Um, and then at the end, we asked if she wanted to participate, and she said yes. And she wrote a quote on her rock, which said, um, I may be bigger, but it doesn't mean I matter any less. And she then was comfortable enough to tell the class why she wrote that. And for her, she said that she's been bullied all of her life for um, being overweight and was never able to tell anyone about it. Um, but Rocks of Unity was finally her voice to do so. Um, so working with kids and working with adults, especially those two kids um, specifically, will, I will always remember um, those stories. And that's the story that, you know, those are the stories that come out of it. And it just makes all the time and all the, the effort that I put into this all worth it um, because I'm seeing the difference. And then when people from, you know, all over the world, not less the U.S., but all over the world, interact with me on social media, um, you know, just saying, you know, you should be very proud of where you are and I'm taking this and I'm taking it and um, changing the way I look at the world, that's what makes a difference. Absolutely. And what a wonderful thing to be able to give especially young children, like that moments to be vulnerable and mm -hmm. to look at themselves and to identify and celebrate the differences that yeah. they have with each other. So a follow-up question for that. Yeah. Do you, have you done many um, sessions with all adult groups or is it mostly children? Um, so a lot of the times it can be children, um, but a lot of the times the adults can also be there as well. Mm -hmm. Um and so we're working on spreading that, um, or I'm working on spreading that, really. Um, into oh, yeah, this is all you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah keep saying William. Um, I say the same thing for this podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm working on spreading it. A lot of adults have approached me um, to do it at their organizations, and that's the beauty behind it is that... It's very versatile. Yeah. You can do it anywhere. I can do it anywhere, and the workshop changes mm -hmm. depending on who my audience is. Mm -hmm. That's, I do wonder what it would be like to do this in a room full of adults, rather. Like, with children, I could definitely picture some of the breakthroughs that they would have, but mm -hmm. I wonder, in a room through, uh, full of adults that are very differently minded and opinionated, how it would work. <laughs> well, I do have to say that the ones that I have done that were adults mm -hmm. did seem that they were a little bit harder, um, mm -hmm. because, it, you know, as we get older, we build a lot of walls. Right. Um... And we're very hesitant to break those walls down. Mm -hmm. So for me to come in like so happy and ready, <laughs> like on it, on my game, to then ask them to open up mm -hmm. is hard. But for kids, it's a little easier. Like right. you said, it's a little easier for them to say, well, this is who I am type mm -hmm. of thing. But adults, it's harder. And mm -hmm. especially to be open as, you know, as open as I'm asking you to be um, with people that you may not know. Mm -hmm. I, again, I think it could be really valuable, though, in those yeah. situations. Yeah. So if you have a business or an organization with all adults, you should definitely get in touch with Rocks of <laughs> Unity and start working yeah. on that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so aside from, you know, the changes that you've seen in these really amazing moments, what are some challenges that you've faced throughout the past nine months in terms of getting the business going or in terms of, um, you know, having a situation where something kind of unexpected came up when you were doing a workshop? Um, I think the first thing is that it was super hard to get off the ground. Mm -hmm. um, I went to one person um, originally and told them about this, and I was so happy about this. This was my brainchild. I was like, we're going to do this. And 
I told her about it, and she looked at me straight-faced and said, this is never going to work. This is never going to work. Differences is too negative. Diversity is too negative. You might as well just stop here. Maybe five years from now, but it, it's not going to work. And so I and what was her reasoning behind that? What, what was too difficult about it is was it like the time period that you were doing it in or I, I mean I don't your know age or what I think what both I, okay. think, I think that's part of it I think that um you know I'm five feet tall I'm not that big <laughs> at all um and so people see me and they just see this five foot tall girl who um is very small in structure but it doesn't mean that um, small other places, and right. I can't reach a number of people. So when I said, you know, I'm really going to do this, just me, that could be one. Um, also, like you said, it could have been the time period. and But I don't really think that, the, you know, differences is a negative word. I don't think diversity is negative either. Um, actually, the slogan of Rocks of Unity is, our differences don't divide us, they unite us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super important. But um, at first, yeah, I got to be honest, I was very upset <laughs> when she first told me that. And I could have taken that and said, you know what, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Um, I must be in way over my head because I do tend to think big, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) So I could have taken that and said, it's fine. You know, maybe 10 years from now when I graduate college and actually have a stable job, then maybe I can revisit this, but not now. But some part of me in my heart of hearts said, no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do it and, you know, kill it. And I, and that's what you're doing. I, I hope so. I mean, I hope so because I think that the, the message needs to right. come across. So And I, we're in such an interesting time now for a lot of reasons, but because I think, not that it's easy to do something like this. You and I can both attest to that, that it's not yeah, easy. No. But it's more accessible because we have the internet, we have social media, we have ways of getting in touch with people. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately um, because I I participate in something with my students where they create businesses. And it's just a much different world than maybe 20 or 30 years ago in terms of getting in touch with people and being able to talk to people on the other side of the world and having that not really... It is a big deal, but having it be kind of casual, like yeah. I'm talking to someone on the other side of the world. Right. Um, and so I think it's very unique, and it's it's more important to spread those messages because we are able to do that, to kind of combat the, the hateful and divisive messages that we mm-hmm. have out there. And I think that's the point with Rocks of Unity at the heart of, heart of it all, is that before we have to think about, you know, responding to intolerance, I think that my mission is to always respond with kindness first so that there is no way we can possibly respond to intolerance because it took, you know, it won't be there. So to, you know, to spread that message worldwide and people contacting me from places, honestly, I've never even heard of, I don't even know how to spell half of them. Um, but that just shows that people, you know, it's not just me. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. I'm not alone. And all of those people, yeah, I'm the, you know, quote-unquote face behind it. I do the media appearances. I'm the one on social media. And I go into the communities and, you know, and do the workshops. But I think that the thousands and thousands of people who are backing me need to be recognized. Because mm-hmm. I, I would not be here without them. Right. Absolutely. That is definitely a thing to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so at this point, I think we're ready to hear a little bit more about Alexa herself. (laughs) Um, As you know, listeners, on Womankind, we do like to focus on um, what it means to be a woman in this day and age, and it's nice to hear from the diverse people that we have on the show. So, um, Alexa, tell us a little bit more about who you are and where you came from and Mm -hmm. what your story is. So, I am 21 years old. I just turned 21. She's Now she's officially our youngest guest on <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so, I like I said, I just turned 21. I am from Buffalo, born and raised. Buffalo will always be my city no matter where I go. Um, currently, though, I am a senior inclusive childhood education major with a concentration in English literature. Of mouthful, I know. I know some people ask like what my major is. I'm like, are you really ready to hear it? Because it'll take like five minutes. Um, so I am also the senior advisor for Teacher Education Student Association. Um, I was the vice president last year, and now I'm a student advisor. Um, I am a very active volunteer. Um, so I've achieved over three thousand um, volunteer hours since two thousand nine. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, keeps them busy. <laughs> um, so I go and I help different organizations within various cities, Buffalo, Rochester, other places. Volunteering is definitely where my heart is and where I, you know, come to flourish. What are some other places, aside from your work with Rocks of Unity, what are some other places that you volunteered? Yep, um, I volunteer yeah. at Congregation Shir Shalom um, in Williamsville. Um, I've done the Ronald McDonald House. Um, I've done the Gesher After School Program at the um, JCC of Greater Rochester. Um, I'm trying to think where else. I've also done like many different events and organized different events for different organizations, um, and bridging the gap between an organization that I am a part of and another um, organization. Like I'm doing one with um, Volunteers of America right now in Rochester. So. Um, so just, you know, spreading my outreach is as big as I can get it. Mm-hmm. And then Rocks of Unity, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my free time, I am a huge yoga person. Yoga keeps me centered um, and just keeps me, you know, it's been my release. I've gotten mm-hmm. a lot stronger, both physically and mentally. I don't think, honestly, I could be doing Rocks of Unity without yoga, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I practice here in Buffalo at East Meets West. Um, which I love, and I've really found myself there and with the instructors there. Um, Lee, specifically there, has been um, very supportive of my growth and my changes, both personally, um, being a yoga student, but also um, with Rocks of Unity and East Meets West is a huge, um, a huge um, Rocks of Unity supporter as well. Um, so I'm there like five days a week oh, wow. <laughs> um, when I'm here in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm here a lot. Um, then I also do yoga um, three days a week, three to four days a week um, in Rochester as well. Um, I love reality TV. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. Um, that would be my guess because all the people you mentioned that have like had some involvement <laughs> in Rocks of Unity, they're all reality yeah, TV they're stars. All, I know. I love them all. I love them all. Um, also Broadway and musical theater. I love Wicked, love Hamilton, um, Dear Evan Hansen, Les all that. Mm-hmm. Love the theater world. <laughs> um, but more so um, spending time with my family and my friends and um, continuing to stay humble and stay centered and stay grounded. So that's a little bit about who I am. As I'm very like you know, there's many different components to me. That's a great thing. <laughs> that may not seem like they all correlate, but they do, I promise. Um, 
So yeah, I do have a very interesting story, um, different from most, I would say. Um, like I said earlier, um, I lost a um, close mentor figure um, to me. Her name was Susan. She passed away um, in a plane crash. And so, you know, at 12 years old, how do you possibly move on? At that, my whole world came down when that plane crashed it, or when that plane did. Um, so, you know, at that young of an age, I had to really sit and think about where do I go from here? So I can, I could have, you know, just sit and sulk and, um, you know, or could I find the strength to move on, but carry on her legacy so that she is never forgotten. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. Um, so I wanted to do something that would make her proud by continuing to touch people's lives as, as she touched mine. Um, so that's And you, of, you are doing that. You know that, right? Well, thank you. I <laughs> hope so. I really you are. hope so. Um, so like I said earlier, I wanted to use her influence on me um, and using cross-cultural dialogue and coexistence to go into different communities. So before Box of Unity, the way I did that with was, um, you know, volunteering in different communities. And now I'm continuing to still volunteer weekly, um, but also doing Rocks of Unity is to kind of mm -hmm. spread that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Rocks of Unity was the, the brainchild, I guess you can say, of, <laughs> of that. All right, and that's where you are now. That's, all of that <laughs> has led you here. Yeah, that's been my path. <laughs> On top of many other things, but right. that's, been, <laughs> that's been my path. Mm -hmm. So just kind of a, a question that we didn't really get to with Rocks of Unity before. Mm -hmm. um, what in the situation where you are met with someone who is being intolerant or even on social media, um, if you're met with criticism or intolerance, what is your response to that person directly? Honestly, that has come across where um, actually recently I posted a daily dose of kindness and someone shared it. And... Actually, it was a celebrity who shared it um, on TV, and she shared it, and someone responded to that and said, "Did you something along the lines of?" And I don't know the exact wording, um, but something along the lines of, "Did you actually read what that tweet said?" Because you don't embody those characteristics. And I responded, and I was like, "Was that a person who knew you?" No, no, not me, oh. not me. It was the person oh, the that, celebrity. Yeah, okay. Um, not anything that had to do with me, yeah. and. Of, even though it didn't have to do with me, all I could think about was that person then reading the response mm -hmm. to them sharing it because they wanted to get the positive message across. Mm -hmm. And I responded with, this is a place of positivity and kindness, and I hope that you take that, the tweet that you sent and continue to spread kindness and positivity in the world, regardless of what you just said. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to keep pushing those ideals because eventually they will... Um, they will get across, but I don't think that not saying anything is the solution either. Right. Um, so instead of going back and then, like I said earlier, responding to intolerance with more intolerance, mm -hmm. I respond to that intolerance, even though it didn't have to do with me, it had to deal with someone who supported what I do, and even even though that other person who responded to the tweet in that way thought that that person didn't embody those characteristics, um, they still, someone needed to speak up on, on their behalf, and I was the person to do so. And speak up in a kind way. Yes. And, and not bashing you on right. social media because you said something nasty about someone who just shared that post. Yeah. Right. All right. Interesting. I'm just wondering that. Yeah. Um, so, Alexa, what does it mean to you to be a woman? Um, I think that, honestly, to me, it embodies many different characteristics. So I think 
um, being limitless, um, being passionate, being historical, and being powerful. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, you look at me, I'm not this big figure at all. Um, I'm five feet tall, 21 years old, and you, you may look at me and a lot of people think that I'm a lot younger than I am. Um, I get a lot of times that I look like I'm in middle school or whatever, like, yeah. I get, I can relate. Oh, yeah, I know. I know, I was getting my nails done, and the, and the woman who does my nails asked me, um, what middle school do you go to? And it's like, I am a senior in college. Um, I, I would never guess middle school. I would maybe, I could say maybe a senior in high school, but. Oh, yes, middle school. Never oh, I get it. middle school. I get it all the time. Um, so, anyway, you can see, you know, I'm a very small person, but. I want my outreach to be a lot bigger than just the constraints of my physical body. Um, so I think that responding to those quote-unquote limits that you may have um, and also responding to limits that society puts on you and also that you may put on yourself um, in breaking those barriers a little bit um, to get your outreach as big as you possibly can. Because if I look at where I started nine months ago with Rocks of Unity, my life has completely changed in the best way possible but completely changed um because I broke barriers I broke barriers of people who doubted that I could do this I broke barriers of myself that I doubted that I could do this um and it's all about being historical and breaking you know in barriers and stuff like that so I think that and one of the things right now that I'm learning um as a senior in college is not being afraid to quote-unquote jump and by that, I mean that you have to, if you're passionate about something, to fully immerse yourself in that. Because Just do it. Just do it. Just be <laughs> Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Um, and do it because it will exceed your comfort zone. So you can't be scared of failure because success may result because of it. But you don't know that if you don't do it. Um, you know, and it won't be easy. At times you may fail. It rocks the unity by any means was not easy. Um, but it will change your life. And that's what I've really learned from Rocks of Unity. And even if it is a complete failure, I don't think it is a complete failure um, because you're always learning about yourself and, like, your journey. So, you know, my mom always says, keep your eye on the prize, um, but don't pick the safe option. Continue to break barriers. Continue um, to expand your outreach. And just know that you're not alone because there's going to be a support system that will always back you and will always be in your corner. Um, honestly, you have to pick the option that will make you the happiest, I think. And that's what I'm starting to learn now is you have to be happy in life and you have to choose the option maybe people won't necessarily agree on with you. Um, but if it's what makes you the happiest, you're the only one that's going to be living your life. You can listen to as many people as you want, get advice from as many people as you want to get advice from, but ultimately they're not living your life. You are. And so the decisions that you make have to make you happy in, in the end. Um, so at the end of the day, none of it matters. You have to do what you believe. So being limitless, um, being powerful, and being historical. Can you clarify being historical a little bit for me? Mm -hmm. I think it's more, yes, like making history, but okay. I think it's <laughs> there's more to it than that. Um, even if you're not like in the Guinness Book of World Records for mm -hmm. doing something historical, I think that it's doing whatever you can to leave your mark. Mm -hmm. um, and someone for me, Kristen Chenoweth, was always a person that 
Broadway too, but um, I loved, and she has a song called I Was Here, um, and I have actually those lyrics in a canvas um, across from my bed, both in school and at home, um, and I read them every day, and basically that song basically embodies to me what it means to live my life, because I believe that, you know, we only have one life, but it's what we do with that life that defines who we are as individuals. So that song is all about what are you going to do today to leave your mark? Um, you know, you might, the song says you might not paint like Van Gogh, but it's fine. Um, but what can you do to leave your mark? And that's what you have to think about. So whether you get recognized for it or not, your legacy will continue long after you. And that's, I think you bring up a great point that it's not about necessarily how many followers you have or how no. many people um, are engaged in whatever it is that you're doing. As long as you're doing something and you believe in the message of what it is, that's really the most important part of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, so because you are younger than a lot of the guests that I've had, had on the show, I do have some, some questions because we, yeah. we speculate a lot about what it's like to be, you know, in your, your young 20s or to be in your teens at this age. And we're probably wrong with a lot of the things that we speculate. Um, but have you felt in your lifetime like you have had a lot of pushback on things that you've wanted to do because you are a woman? Um, that's a good question. Yes and no. Sorry, I'm springing that question. No, it's okay. No, it's fine. Um, yes and no. I think that there are people who may react negatively to what I do, being... Um, you know, a white female who is young. Um, but ultimately, like I said, you can take in whatever you want to take in. So if you let those negativity, uh, that negativity bring you down, then yeah, that you will face a lot of it. But if you look past it, hear it, but whatever, like mm -hmm. it, it's not going to affect you type of thing. And that's kind of where I am. Um, then you, you're unstoppable. You really are. You really are unstoppable because you have your mind so focused on what you want to do, the goals that you have, and how you're going to get it done. And eventually, those people who doubt you are going to be the minority because the people who support you are going to be the majority. Um, and so I, I have to say I am so blessed to have the most amazing, amazing people in my corner um, who have really been there from the start. And so, yeah, maybe I faced, you know, adversity because of being a woman. Um, but I've kind of looked past that um, and been able to achieve so much because of the support from other women, other people um, in general. And that's kind of led me to where I am today. So, yeah, I hear it, but I don't pay attention to it. Okay, that's a great attitude to have about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so who are some women that you admire? You're just talking about all these people in your corner. Let's hear yeah. about some of them. So I guess I can like approach this from a couple different angles. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm lucky enough to have so many people <laughs> in my life, um, that I really truly admire. And when I, I don't mean that lightly, like mm -hmm. I really admire to be them, um, and to have the influence on people's lives like they've had on mine. Um, so the first circle I, obviously is, you know, immediate to me. So my mom. Um, my mom is probably one of the strongest women I know. Um, she raised two kids, both my brother and me. 
um, by herself. She was a single mom since I was three. Um, and she has faced a lot. She has faced a lot. And it's not easy. Being a mom is not easy. <laughs> like, that in and of itself is <laughs> right. not an easy job. But doing it by yourself and taking on the role of both parents for two kids is not easy. For as long as she did, honestly. Um, and she's just an inspiration for me to stay humble, um, to always put family first, because she always put our family first, both, you know, me and my brother, but also our extended family as well. Family is number one to her. Um, but also to keep persevering when time gets tough, because not everything is going to be easy. Um, and she actually, she commented um, on a status of mine um, that I posted the other day, something about not not being afraid to jump. And she commented and she said, do it because I will always be your parachute. And oh my God, I have that cry face. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey's face changed again. Um, so yeah, she will always be my parachute and I will always be hers. But um, she is living life through her kids um, because we're honestly, we're her pride and, we're, you know, we're her pride and her joy. And um, she does whatever she can to support us um, and not to limit us. And she allows me to think bigger each and every day and continuing to live my dream every day. Um, and I call her sometimes, yeah, I'm in tears, or I'm like, Mom, i got to tell you something, I guess what? Um, whatever it is, I talk to her like three times a day, um, text her constantly, and whatever it is, like she is my, she's my rock and she's my inspiration. She's your rock. She's my rock, no pun intended, <laughs> but she is my rock. Did not do that purposely. Um, I know, that's why I called her. <laughs> Um, the other one was um, my grandma, who um, she's just a, such a positive female figure in my life. Um, she also, I would say, is one of the people responsible for raising me as well as my mom. Um, but she continues to play an important role and is like that second mom figure to me. Um, but she showed me a lot of that there's a lot of importance in the strength of family. And family is the key to success. Um, she comes from a very large family, and I'm so blessed to be in this family because they're so big, and I love it all. Um, but she's always she attends everything. She puts her whole heart into this family, and she, you know, she's successful as well. So, how do you balance family and a career, and you know, being successful? Um, it might not be easy, and it's not. But it's easy because we have such a strong family. Um, so when I look at those two people, um, both my mom and my grandma, that's, those are my two, like, inspirations. Another one um, is my cousin Carrie, who is the founder of her own um, luxury and lifestyle and hospitality PR um, brand in Miami. Um, I think that, to me, she's just, she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, she is an exemplar figure of what it means to jump, like I said earlier, and to take a risk and risk it all. It could, you could fail, um, or you could become successful. In her case, she became very successful. Um, and, and as I, you mentioned, there is no such thing as failing. There's no <laughs> such thing as failing. There's no such, you, you might not be happy where you are, but that's okay, because you will find other, you know, avenues to be happy. Um, so she was once in my shoes. She, she was once at a point where finding her footing as well. And so she really understands. Um, but like I said, with my grandma and my mom, she is an example of what it means to keep family roots 
while running your business. Um, because especially when you're running your own business, you are it 24-7. Like, that right. is it. You have to be on. You have to be on your game. You're constantly working. Um, but she, she puts our family first. And it's not easy. And I know it's not easy. But she puts family first. Um, you know, we've always been close. That's just who we are. Um, I'm so thankful to have such amazing family and such amazing cousins. Um, we've always been close, but we, Carrie and I have gotten a lot closer over the past nine months with Rock's Immunity, um, just because anything I needed, any advice, any, anything, she was the person I went to. I was like, Carrie, I need you, you know, at like 10 o'clock at night, I need to talk to you. And she's, you know, works until midnight because she's doing stuff and, um, whatever I needed, she was my, she was my go-to. And so she might not know it, but she's the one who I aspire to be. Um, eventually being her. She might know it now. She might know it now. Care, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, it's true. Um, but she's always looking for ways to support me, even from Miami. Um, and I think it speaks a lot to our relationship. I think it speaks to a lot of, um, our relationship within our family and the, the tight knit family that we have. Um, so then I, I guess the second circle, um, stretching one level beyond, um, immediate is professional mentor. So I talked about Susan before, um, and I continue to aspire to be here and have the influence on people's lives as she had on mine. Um, so that was been, you know, my mission since age 12, which I know is a big mission, but that's okay. Um, but there's, there's three women who have been those mentor, uh, or actually four women who've been those mentor figures, um, to me. Um, Jill, Jen, Hope, and Sharon, who, you know, I thought that they're, they're academic mentors, Mm -hmm. and I thought that they're going to stay with me in college, and, you know, Hope and Sharon I've known, um, beyond, not just college, but, um, volunteer-wise as well. Um, but I thought that they will all be academic mentors, and that's solely their role in my life. Um, but they've been personal mentors. Um, so, you know, they're, they're actually the first people that I told about Rock's immunity. Not the ones that denied yeah, it. No, 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 no. No, no not those ones. That was somebody different. That was someone different. <laughs> no. Um, those are the, after that, after that one, these are the people who I um, told about Rock's immunity. Um, Joel's response has been, you know, you've been my foot soldier for so long. Now it's my turn to be yours. Um, Jen's response, and I will never forget any of these, um, is I can't unhear this. We need to do this. And I will help you do this. You're not alone. And Hope's response is don't doubt yourself. Um, You're going to do this, and I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Um, so all three have believed in me from the very start, before Rock's Immunity became what it is. They believed in the idea because they believed in me. And I, you know, I want to be that. I want to um, have that influence on people as they've had in my life. Um, and I know that even before Rock's Immunity, before I knew them years and years ago, um, most of them, I'm, actually all four of them I've known for at least four years. Um, they believed in me. They've been that, those mentor figures in me before, even this year with Rock's Divinity. Like, they've always been the people that I go to in my life. Um, and so I've now found my quote-unquote mentors. Mm-hmm. 
and that will continue to guide me and support me for the rest of my life. And these are, um, these are people that I consider a true, it's a true honor to have them in my circle, um, all four of those women. Um, and hopefully um, I will have the influence on other people's lives as they've had on mine. So one more step <laughs> would be one branch out, um, so, uh, societal influencers. So one, the, actually the first person that comes to mind um, is Ellen DeGeneres. And she tweeted um, back in February, and this is not, I'm not reading this off of anything, this is actually words that she said that have stuck with me so much so that I've memorized what she said. Wow. <laughs> but um, that I believe in kindness and acceptance but it's time, to believe, it's time to do more than believe. It's time to act, speak out against hate, and do it with love. So, yes, yeah, so that came from Ellen. Very, very wise words from Ellen. Yes, very wise words from Ellen. But I took to her... Is that painted on a rock somewhere? You know what? It's not, but I really should consider That's a good doing idea. that. <laughs> um, but she tweeted that in February, and I responded to that with Roxy Unity. Mm -hmm. And that was literally the moment that Roxy Unity was born. Wow. Um, because I vote, you know, like I said, I had the doubt from that other individual um, before. And then that tweet came on my timeline and I was like, okay. There it I, is. My message is heard. Yep, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And Roxy Unity um, was the result of that. So I continue to admire her. Um, you know, she's using her platform that she has to spread kindness throughout the world and, um, and intolerance on her show and stuff like that, um, and speaks for what's right, um, speaks sometimes where she may not be quote-unquote liked for what she does, um, but because she's so determined to get her point across and spread a message, a positive message, where people might be in disagreeance of her, um, she continues to do that. Mm -hmm. And so she's one of those people that I aspire to be, aspire to meet one day, um, <laughs> tell her thank you for everything um, that she's done. So that's the first person. Um, the second person, believe it or not, is Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium. Not because I'm a medium, because <laughs> I'm not by any means. Um, I think that the, the part of her that I admire are her values. Um, so she works to heal people and heal um, communities through her show, through her live shows, and who she is as a person, um, just day to day. Um, so she has a fan club, and what that is is people who, um, you know, it's a community of people who watch her show, are fans of hers, obviously, it's in the name. Um, but more to that, it's those, the fan club is based on community values and positivity and giving back. Um, so I think that that's, you know, what I aspire to be. I've met her multiple times. Um, and she's a huge supporter of Rocks of Unity. We actually made Rocks together, actually, oh, believe nice. it or not. <laughs> yeah, I spent the day with her, and um, we made them in her dressing room. And she made a rock. She had some that were um, done that she made me a couple days before. Um, and then she made one um, that was a peace sign. And my best friend was with me, and Teresa um, divided the peace sign into three parts. And she asked me to color a third, my best friend Kelsey to color a third, and she wanted to color the last third because we would be, we would be uniting together to make peace. And then on the back, she did a red heart 
um, with love because love is the foundation for peace. Um, so she is just more honestly one of the most amazing people I've met. She's so sweet and so down to earth. Um, but even with her celebrity status, she continues to be so down to earth and to be so, um, you know, looking to see how she can reach the most amount of people in a positive way. And so I've, she's honestly one of the most caring people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Um, and even since then, she continues to stay in contact with me. Um, she likes all of my posts on social media. She shares them. Um, I've been in direct contact with her and outside of Rock's community, but her and her um, managers and her whole team, um, we will text, we'll email, um, actually just talk to them today, actually, <laughs> before I my way over here. Um, so it just means more to me that I'm more than just um, a, what she would consider a fan. Um, and that she really takes the people who support her and really cares about them. And that's kind of what I want to do is that, she, I, you know, she said it to me too when we were in her dressing room. She could not have gotten to the point of where she is without the people behind her and without the amount of fans that she has. And she's thankful for that and she thinks that she has the best fans in the world. Um, and I agree. Um, I agree, but I also agree that I, if you would say if I would have like fan club or Roxy Beauty would have a fan club, um, I would say then that I would have the best fans in the world because <laughs> I would call it that um, because these are people who are continuing to, um, to spread influence, to spread kindness, um, and there's nothing more than that. So she, um, to keep those down-to-earth values, even with being recognized, I think is is something that I truly want to be. Um, and like I said, um, the last one for Kristen Chadwick, you know, with her, again, it's her values. Um, positivity, kindness, and philanthropy, um, to me, are those three are the main ones that I look up to in her. Um, and using her platform to spread positivity and kindness through music, because I honestly, I think that music is such a healer, um, but it connects people on a deeper level. So just like Rock's Immunity, connects people who may not have been connected otherwise. Music connects people that may have not been connected otherwise. Um, so not only has music been such a big part of my life, but I want to have the influence on the world like she does. Mm -hmm. So so you're, you're surrounded with really great support and really great role models, I think, I for am. all the things that you want to accomplish. And I'm so blessed and honored and to have all these people in my circle, and it just it means the world to me. It really does. So what is next for Alexa and also for Rocks of Unity? Well, um, next for me, I I don't know. Um, you know, I'm still in school. <laughs> I'm graduating in May, so we'll see where life writes itself. I now am recently seeing that you can't script it. You really can't script life. Um, it's no matter how hard you try life does not have a script. And for so many years, I've been, okay, well, I got to do this because this is where I think I'm going to be. And this is where I need to be because this is where I've worked, you know, up towards. And Rocks of Unity just came into my path and has changed my life. Um, and I could not have scripted that. If you would have asked me nine months ago if I've seen myself um, interacting with the people I've interacted with all over the world, interacting um you know, spreading a message of, of kindness, um, talking with you, being on um, other media uh, interviews and stuff like that, and being on national television, I would have thought you were absolutely out of your mind. 
Um, I'm just this 21-year-old girl from Buffalo. That's it. Um, but there's much more to me than that. And so I'm no longer living my life in a box of where I need to, um, you know, I need to go to a set plan. I'm just kind of, I have a mission in mind, and however that mission comes to fruition is what I'm going to do. So as far as Walks of Unity, though, um, it continues to grow in many different um, ways with different communities and organizations, um, different, you know, people in my corner. It changes every day. Um, and so there's been a constant and steady growth with this, and we'll see where life takes that, too. I mean, my passion will always be with, with Rocks of Unity and at least spreading the message of what Rocks of Unity stands for. And as long as I have the people that I have in my corner who I know and have already said they will always be in my corner, then I'm golden. I can, mm -hmm. I can do whatever I, what I you know, feel is, is right. Well, that sounds like a great, a great you know, point that you've gotten to and starting point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's just the start. This is, honestly, this is merely the beginning of a, of a powerful movement, I think. I hope that... Someday it reaches everybody in oh, the world. thank you. I hope so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so we are going to move into stories of subversion. I just have a quick one today. Um, it's been a long time. It's been a little while since I, I've posted an episode. Um, and so a lot has happened. So I'm just going to focus on this one story um, that I thought was pretty amazing. So I don't actually don't have the woman's name that I'm going to be talking about because she decided to remain anonymous. Um, and most of the information that I'm giving here comes from an article from NPR. So they're the first female Marine to complete infantry training um, for to become an officer completed that training within the last two weeks. Um, and in turn, this will make her the first female Marine officer. And so this is one of the toughest training courses in the military. And according to, to NPR, one third of the participants, male or female, drop out um, before graduation. So... That's a pretty high number, a pretty, pretty bad pass rate. Um, and so prior to this, 36 other women have attempted to complete the course, um, but they did not make it through. So this is the first woman to make it through. And so she's currently been assigned to the 1st Marine Division at Camp Pendleton in California. And this is a pretty huge moment for women, I think, in the armed forces, because the Marine Corps... Um, I think has for women has been the hardest to get into and it's also the slowest to evolve. So to have a female officer who is in this position of power, I think that that is just making huge strides for women at that point. So that's my whole story. It was just a quick one today. Um, but I really want to thank you, Alexa, for being on Womankind today. So one more time, um, tell people where they can find you on social media and also if people are interested in signing up for a Rocks of Unity workshop for their organization, how can they go about doing that? Yep, so you can find um, Rocks of Unity on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So Rocks of Unity um, at all of those places. Um, so daily doses of kindness are there. Um, any updates as far as the growth, um, every organization I go to, pictures are taken um, of the final results and are posted. Um, so all news is there. Um, you can also go on my website, which is www.rocksofunity.com, and you can also email Rocks of, Unity, Rocks of Unity directly at rocksofunity at gmail.com. 
Okay, so definitely check that out if you're interested in having Rocks of Unity come to your organization, and you'll get to meet Alexa, who is lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and if you have not yet subscribed to Womankind, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, go to our website. You can get in touch with us via Facebook or Instagram um, or our website, www.womankindpodcast.com. And I hope to hear from you guys soon, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right, bye.